0: A header on goal, and Jordan Morris has done it. Appealing in vain for offside, the Chicago Fire defenders. Jordan Morris from the doorstep saves the day for the Sounders.
1: Third, a foot race the other way. Look who's running hard after defensively, Wayne Rooney, that net is empty, big collision by the captain, that is unbelievable effort. Rooney, putting one
0: off, Costa. header, goal! Patrick Bacosta! Cole picks it up, Cole's crossing! Doesn't get much better than this, folks. The Stateside Soccer Show with Logan and Jordan. Hello and welcome to the Stateside Soccer Show. We'll be talking all about the uh, FIFA World Cup final, what a lot of people are calling the best World Cup final ever. This is episode 156 of the Stateside Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me today, I don't know if I even have a witty opening for you today, Logan. I'm sorry, I was too enraptured by the uh, by the game here.
1: Was that on today? Like, was that on today? the The World Cup final was that? Was that today?
0: Uh, pregame for the NFL. Oh, okay. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) That's right. Oh my gosh, Jordan. Uh, what a final that was, huh? I think people are calling it the best match they've ever watched in the history of soccer, football, whatever it might be. I think that they said that this is easily, um, the best sporting match you'll ever see. So, uh,
0: I I would say I I wouldn't go that far at this point, just because uh, the first 78 minutes uh, was rough. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I had checked. I had checked because it was around right before they called the penalty. I checked. It was like 75th minute. I was like, have France still not gotten a shot off? I was like, there were some things that it looked like they could have counted as shots. So I checked and they had two shots at the 75th minute. A few minutes later, they get the penalty call, uh, and then 90 seconds after they score the penalty, Mbappe scores again, and the game it totally turned on set, and it became an instant classic. But I, I would say, I don't know, there's got to be probably some better finals out. Not maybe World Cup finals, but there's got to be better soccer games out there than than this. But when, when you talk about what it all means and all that, and how we were trying to play this as Messi versus Mbappe and it kind of turned out to be just that right because Messi scores what two goals Mbappe scores a hat trick and you know then they go all the way to penalties but it, it did not look like it was going to be an instant classic it kind of looked like it was going the route of 1998's final when France beat Brill uh it, it kind of felt like that um but here we are. And it it turned out to be a really great final. And as a person who didn't care who won, it was kind of just really a lot of fun to, uh, fun to watch, but also just like really nervous as well on what was going to happen, even though I had no part to play in this.
1: Yeah. I was going to say my heart was racing as if the U S men's national team was still playing. Um, in fact, I got more excited about that game than I did uh, any of the U.S. men's national team games, just because it, it just had that, like that, <laughs> that adrenaline, that momentum, and teams were scoring. So that was kind of interesting. Um, I don't know why they did that, but um, yeah. So it, it really was. It was it was a great ending, and I'll agree with you. Like the first seventy some odd minutes of the match were just total domination by Argentina. Um, had they dropped this game, I would have felt like they really just screwed a chance just to absolutely take over and win this easily. I think they could have easily won this game. Um, they put away another goal and we're not even talking about it as. yeah, So, um, but man, what a finish that was. And that's what, that's, what's wild about this sport. Um, people say it all the time. I know the pundits say it all the time that two is the most dangerous lead in soccer. And you saw it yeah. um, to an extent, but then I think they, I, I that's what I said. I said, France has to win this an extra time just because of how bad Hugo Lloris is with penalties and how bad or how great uh, the Argentinian um, lineup of goal scorers that they were going to throw up there for penalties was going to be.
0: Yeah. There's uh there's something about two nil. Right. And yeah. I, I'm trying to think about it. And I, the only thing I can think of is two nil makes you feel comfortable enough where you stop pressing as much yeah. to score the third, but it also gives, it's also like on the opposite where it gives you enough hope. Yeah on the other end where you're like, okay, if we can get one, we can, we are right back in this Mm -hmm. and it sits into, look, it's no 33, nothing, right? Like (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anybody at 33, nothing is like, we got them right where we want them except the Vikings yesterday, I guess. But you know, it felt like 33 nothing in that first half because France couldn't even get a shot off. And you're like, Mm. you know, Deschamps is making subs uh, right before halftime burning a window to make subs and you get it because they're like, Hey, this is our last chance to win yeah. this thing. But also I didn't like the move of taking off Giroux, um At that point, I guess, cause I felt like if all oh, you need to get a set piece, he heads one in and you're, you know, back on track. I understood taking off, um, uh, taking off. Oh my God. I'm blanking now on who it was. It was uh Dembele. Uh, I understood that one a lot more because he was really absent. He also gave up the penalty. Yeah. So, look, we had three penalty decisions in this game. Messi steps up and takes the penalty. Mbappe takes two. He's going to have to take a third in the shootout. And I, I was actually happy Mbappe scored that um, shootout one because that is something that's got to be really tough to do, right? Like It has to be really tough to go up against the goalkeeper again after you just did two penalties and have mm. to take another penalty. And he did exactly what he needed to do, which was just put it in the same spot, blast it past the keeper. But sometimes, like they were saying, sometimes the mental game gets in your head then where you're like, well, he knows I'm going to go that way. So now I want to go that way. And then you mess up and don't hit it as well. Uh, Just some fun stuff before we really dive into it. I was writing down all these stats that they kept popping up on the screen here that people were tweeting out. Mbappe is the first player to score a hat-trick in a World Cup final since Jeff Hurst in 1966. That's how long it's been since we've had a hat-trick in the final. Um, The penalty shootout records before the shootout, Argentina in the World Cup have won five shootouts and lost one. France has won two and lost two. That's before the shootout. So now it's six and one and two and three uh, in a World Cup. Shootout Argentina in the knockout stage in the first 79 minutes, Logan, they've outscored their opponents nine to one. After the 78th, uh, 79th minute, they've been outscored 4-0. And that's the two (laughs) that's the two France goals and the two Netherlands goals. Um But they almost blew it against Australia as well. So this was a thing where it's not just two-nil is a crazy lead. In soccer, 2-0 is a scary lead for Argentina. <laughs> you know, yeah. because the World Cup, they've been having a little bit of letting the team back in. But just like against the Netherlands, when it went to the shootout, they were able to turn it on and uh, win the shootout. Um, you know, and I like that both teams put Mbappe and Messi first to take the penalties. That was the smart thing to do. What sucked for France is their penalty takers fell off way after that. They just don't have the quality that Argentina has in the penalty department. I mean, that, that first one that gets blocked by, uh, let's see, the goal sc- score, who, the person taking the penalty was um, Coleman, right? It was, you can say it's a nice save, but I also don't think it was a good penalty. I thought it was a little too high and a little, not all the way to the left. I think he was trying to go left corner and low, but it rose a bit and it was not as, all the way in the corner, so it was an easy save for Martinez. When he goes, it's like level with his chest, and he's able to easily block that. Um, and then, you know, the, the one from what Tuchemeni, which goes uh, way wide, um, unfortunately. And then at that point, it was over. Uh, there's just something about this Argentina team and, and penalties where they uh, they look pretty good, and Martinez steps up in the penalties as, as well, while Larisse uh, does not
1: yeah, and, and I mean, amazingly, um, Julian Alvarez isn't in. Di Maria is not in. So, like, you've got guy. I mean, it's just, like, their whole lineup. Um, oh, that Ali one from Dybala, though, was Bala scary. Was, right down yeah. the middle, yeah. it
0: almost hits LaRue's feet. I mean, that was that was as close as it could get.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll talk more about it, but Hugo Reese has been known to come out and say that he's not as confident in penalties um, and has been pretty adamant about getting better at penalties and and stopping uh, penalties just because it's something that he lacks confidence in. And you can kind of tell, Jordan, where like he's got these moments of hesitancy. He did it with Messi's. uh, He kind of like freezes and he goes like this and he does the same thing. I think it was Darbala's, where he kind of like he kind of goes one way and then starts to go the other. And it because he does that, it allows that moment where I think the penalty taker can look at that, read that and go, okay, he's hesitant and he's going that direction. So I'm just going to misdirection. Because he knew, you kind of can feel that he was going like this and then he was going to jump out that way. Um, and I think a lot of them realized what he was doing. So you could just tell there was no confidence. Where on the opposite side, Emilio Martini, or Emiliano Martinez is just, I mean, I, I think he has a different level of, uh, you know, confidence uh, as far as Lloris is concerned, because there were moments where he just looked like I'm going to stop these no matter where they go. So um, he gets a hand on and, and Mbappe's um, and, and I think that's because he's seen yeah. Mbappe take two. Um, so I, I think that has, he knew which point. way he
0: was going, right? Yeah. He, so. he, he knew which way he was going, but Mbappe still just hit it with such, yeah. such strength that it wasn't going to be stopped. Yeah. Um, they're, they're pulling out all the awards now. They, they've just walked out the golden ball and the golden boot and all that stuff. So we'll see uh, who gets it. I'm assuming Messi's going to win both golden ball and well, no, Mbappe wins golden boot because uh, of the hat trick. There's a time where they were tied, but uh, yeah. not, not anymore. <laughs> uh, but ultimately a really great world cup final. I'm glad it picked up at the end at, at halftime. I was t- like texting my dad. I was like this this is over. Like there's, there's, I lost faith and it's not like I was rooting for France or anything. It was, I was rooting for a good final, you know? And, and I was ready to come on here and be like, who would have thought the third place game would have been better than this. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, that totally flipped on its head uh, at a certain point. What I really liked about Messi in the, this game was You know, people have talked in the past about is Messi a choke artist, all this kind of stuff. When he steps up to take penalties for Argentina, there's been times in big competitions he's missed. When you see him take this first penalty to give them the lead, he lets up this big breath and he does that nice, cool, calm finish. And you're like, wow, like I think maybe four years ago he he misses that. Or he lets it get to him. Because on those teams, it was always, if it doesn't come through Messi, it's not going at all. This one, he has a little bit more help, and he's able to uh, maybe, or maybe it's just the years, right? Maybe it's just the years later where he's like, you know what? This is my last chance. I'm going to take this chance and I'm actually going to do it. So he coolly puts him away. He plays a part in the beautiful counterattack that scores the second goal. He does this nice little uh flick behind that sets them off on their run and then uh for the third goal, he scores it in extra time <laughs> off of a rebound. It goes past uh Larisse made one save, then it kind of falls to Messi. Messi hits it. It's blocked again, but it's already past the line, so goal-checked says that it is a goal. And then, um, you know, if he would have... I think you could put it more on Messi losing if he had missed the penalty, if he had missed the penalty shootout, if he had not scored a goal from open play. But the issue is, he's not the one who's out there making saves or making blocks or playing defense that much, you know, that, that kind of thing falls more on the rest of the team, right? Like he had a two nil lead that he played a part in and the team collapsed. Yes. He lost the ball building up to the goal that Mbappe scores. But I mean, I think his defense should have bailed him out of that. I think the goalkeeper probably could have bailed him out of it, but it's also a really nice strike from Mbappe. So, I mean, what can you do? Sometimes those things just happen. And I think we're in good hands, Logan. I think this was a game where people would have looked at Mbappe if it finished 2-0 and said, he's not up for this yet. He's not ready to be the next best player in the world. But he goes out there, scores a hat trick, gets his team back into it, scores his penalty in the shootout. And I think we're in good hands watching Mbappe going forward.
1: Yeah, there were times too where, like, even when he wasn't involved in the attack much, and in the first half, he really wasn't known. None of the French players were obviously no, no 11 stops. touches
0: right. in the first right. half, right?
1: 11. Um, and just his heat map in, in general. I mean, every time he touched it, it seemed like there were no, it didn't seem there were three or four Argentinian players within the vicinity, just kind of trapping him in on that side. And you just could not get, he couldn't get around anybody because there's just so many Argentinian shirts over. And that's a huge concentration. You and I talked about this. If they just shut him down. And if you watch the beginning stages of the game, they're man marketing. They follow him the whole time he's on the pitch. Um, So I think Argentina had a great first half plan. Uh, And then it kind of goes to shambles. Um, they kind of collapse. Once they give up the one goal, it kind of felt like France was gonna get back in it. Uh, it just kind of had that feel to it just because France turn on a dime and then they start to look more dangerous. But, like you said, Jordan, I think if you if we had gone, like if it would had gone two, one or two nil, uh, I think we would have been still talking about like, Mbappe really just, uh, you know, a Messi or Ronaldo or whoever it might be, Neymar, they take over that game. And Mbappe really didn't have those uh, that showing in the first half where he felt like he was going to go take over a game. Um, it wasn't until later on that he starts to get more comfortable. Once he, once he sees one go in, I think after that, it's just a matter of time before he starts to see all of them go in. So, um, and he's kind of one of those players. It's happened in every game in this World Cup. Once he sees one go in, He's. It's like he goes to a different level where guys can't play with him, um, and I think that's that was crucial for France, and that's crucial for him going forward. Um, I think his time with PSG is ending soon. Uh, I think he ends up somewhere else, um, and then he is now given the platform of being the biggest player on the biggest stage in the big, you know, in the world. So it'll be interesting to kind of see and follow him uh, to see where he goes and where he ends up. But I think the next couple steps, uh, it'll be interesting to see which ones he takes. Does he take the Lionel Messi Ronaldo route where he goes to a La Liga team and tries to run through that league all the time. Or does he go to the premier league and try to go square to square with, you know, a big physical league um, that is known for um, really challenging stars at times, I think. So uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, I think Mbappe has got all the school, all the skills and the tools that he needs. He's physical. He's big, he's strong, he's fast. So I think he'd do extremely well in any league that he ends up in. Um, But this just, I mean, this just proves that he's ready for that torch and Messi's going to pass it to him.
0: Uh, Enzo Fernandez won the World Cup Young Player of the Tournament from Argentina. We've had uh, um, Emiliano Martinez won Golden Glove, which I guess was decided off this game. I mean, he had had less saves the whole tournament than Larisse had this game. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out how they come to that. I guess they just say, like, well, he did well in two shootouts. I don't know how they vote on these things at times um but Mbappe just got his golden boot he doesn't really look that pleased with it (laughs) I mean I don't think he cares it's tough yeah Yeah. it's tough to go up there after you put it all on the line and really if this France team was healthy I think this game maybe plays out differently but um good for Mbappe though I mean what how many goals has he had now 12 total is that right in the World Cup yes in all World Cups
1: yes since he got the hat trick. Because you and I talked about that. If he gets one or two, he's gonna be up there with like eleven double digits. And man, what is it?
0: 18 is the record? Uh I think sixteen with closer Uh sixteen with close So Mbappe had uh how many did he have before this game? I don't know if this is updated. I thought he had I'm looking nine. at Wikipedia. I don't know if we could. yeah he at one point he had eleven I think that was before his third goal so he has to have twelve and I think Messi finishes with twelve no he has thirteen Messi has thirteen they haven't updated Mbappe's total on here on the Wikipedia five goals the away FIFA from, here it is. The FIFA have a total
1: football Joe has it uh five goals away from becoming the all-time leading goal scorer. So that would Yeah, make
0: yeah, it so good. that's 12, right? Cuz yeah. then four yep. would tie him with closest. Five, that's that's freaking two games for Mbappe <laughs> next World Cup or something. I mean, Especially that's gets the
1: easiest component or opponent. Yeah. That, so. Yeah, look,
0: Messi's kissing the trophy. He's yeah. uh caressing it. He Give got the golden the ball. Um Yeah, it worked out pretty standardly, I guess, right? Uh the uh I guess they're going to start giving out the second place medals soon. I like how, uh, yeah, how long he, he has ball.
1: to walk. He's all by himself out there. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what a moment, though. Wow.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, here you go. I made a little, uh, a little graphic for for Messi here as well. He's got ten La Liga titles, seven Copa del Reyes, seven Supercopas, four Champions League titles, three UEFA Super Cups, three fifa club world cups one Liga Un title, one trophy de champions title from france one olympic gold medal one copa america one finalissima and one i spelled it wrong fufa world cup fifa world cup is how that is actually spelled so i'll have to edit that before i uh, post that but yeah um ultimately that is messi's argentina and club uh stuff so all of the main awards come from these three teams with Mbappe getting the golden boot and the rest of it going to the uh the Argentina players uh but I was right by the way I picked Argentina to win this thing before the thing even started so I feel pretty I had them in my bracket
1: winning at all uh I never did you yeah I just checked it back oh then. okay so we both them. nice yeah so. And I
0: was so close when it was two one. I was like, "Hey, <laughs> we uh, I, I would have that prediction right that I made last week, or you know earlier this week." And what was funny about that is while I was texting that, it was at the moment where like Messi lost the ball, I think, mm-hmm. and then like just seconds after I sent that is because it's literally ninety seconds after that penalty that Mbappe scored the second goal. And here comes France to get their uh, their runner up medals. Also, not really bad for the French, right? Uh, twenty fourteen, they didn't do too hot. Twenty eighteen, they win it all. Twenty twenty two, with a depleted, injured squad, they get runners up. I mean, of course, they felt like they could probably, if they probably started better in this game, they probably feel like they could have won this. Yeah, 100%. Um, especially Mbappe had a chance at the end that he wasn't able to really get a shot off on um, right before they went to penalties. And, you know, you could see his frustration with that. I think he, I think they knew they had to win this thing in... Extra time. Extra yeah. time, yeah.
1: Yeah, there were moments at the end, like there were some rifle shots from France that Martinez had to keep out. Um, some real nervy moments uh, for Argentina. I mean, from goal in the 80th minute all the way till the end of extra time, it felt like France was just absolutely smashing. Uh, there were still a few chances for
0: Argentina so, too before yeah. they scored that Messi goal. Uh, they Messi had, had a one. Few
1: chances. He, I was going to say Messi had one that he rifled at or he saves. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, there was a, there was one too that was forget who get who end up getting. I think it's DiBala maybe. I don't know. No, Debal came it, on just for
0: penalties. It was, was it penalties? uh I forget who it was, but they had a chance. I think it was Lartaro Martina, right? Yeah. Uh who, yes, had that's who it a was shot. Yes. And he looked and like he, he was wide it. open, and yeah. then the the French player slid in yeah. to make the make the stop that's there. Save of the game, yeah.
1: The tackle. That's right. Yeah. That's what it was. I couldn't remember who it was, but oh man.
0: What oh, I see why. Somebody <laughs> This is why I couldn't find Mbappe's total. Somebody edited, uh, somebody edited the Wikipedia to call Mbappe Ninja Turtle. <laughs> I don't know why. What? But here's the thing: he's got twelve, he's got twelve goals, Logan, in fourteen World Cup matches played, which is the same as Pele from Brazil. Fourteen matches, twelve goals. So he's on pace, pace with one of the other time. Uh, which is which is amazing, man. Hopefully, hopefully, a lot of people that tuned in for pregame of the NFL match saw a really exciting World Cup game and say, "Hey, maybe I should, you know, uh, watch more of this sport because this is really this was a great advertisement." If you were catching on, if you were watching this thing from, I don't know, around the 78th minute, you saw some of the best soccer I think you'll you'll ever see at a professional level, especially at a World Cup level. This um, ties the most goals in a final, which was 2018, with a 4-2 scoreline for France, but it being 3-3 here. Uh, So we were so close to breaking that. And who knows, maybe next final in 2026, we'll have the USA lifting the trophy with a 7-0 victory. Breaking (laughs) the record. (laughs) Something else I wanted to shout here too is that this final went to extra time for the fourth time out of the last five. If you exclude 2018, that would have been four straight. So if 2018, if 2018 would have just went extra time, that would have been a big trend of you're not finishing this game in 90 minutes <laughs> at all. Um, those being 90, no, sorry, 06, with Italy and France going to uh, shootouts as well. Then you had 2010, um, Spain and uh, uh, Netherlands went extra. Spain won it before penalties. You had 2014, Germany beat Argentina in the final before penalties, but it went extra time. And then this game. So four out of the last five going that. And three ever have gone to a shootout, this being the third.
1: Yeah. On trend. Um, So I'm guessing in 2026, it'll be uh, extra time, maybe some penalties, um, which is exciting for the US. I I really do. I feel like, like you said, and my, my dad and brother are watching, which they don't ever watch it. So um, it really is. I think this being on before NFL, especially Fox, a lot of people like the Fox pregame over the ESPN one. I feel like people that were just neutral or, you know, just like sporting events, as it is, like I know a lot of people that just like watching the, the finals of sporting events because they are interesting, um, their history so people watch them, uh, and I can only imagine that this, this is enticing for a lot of people. Um, the fact that uh, you've got two goliaths going up against one another, you've got two of the best players in the profession playing one another um, kind of passing the, the torch um, and I know Mbappe's name is huge. Um, Messi sold out all of his jerseys, which I, Jordan and I are still c- complexed about how that happened. Yeah,
0: I'm puzzled about that. Yeah, me too. I, uh, <laughs> they should have blank ones, right? Don't they? Just I guess they use, mean final decals. Yeah, it's just final decal. Is, yeah. You just put it on there. They do
1: it at the soccer shop at Disney. I want to. Hey, drive we're on. out of
0: Messi kits. All right, get grab. Start grabbing the plain ones and start putting tens and Messi on it. I don't know. It doesn't seem that difficult. Right. But what do I know? I should just drive
1: down to Springs and see if they have the Argentina kit like wrong. Um, but no, it, it is cool just because I think this sport has become so massive here in the United States. I mean, if you look at everybody, all the MLS clubs were tweeting, like they were at like fan events for a lot of Argentinian, Argentinian and French uh, communities in New York city and San Jose. Um, I think there's a huge, um, because we're a big melting pot, there's a huge fan base in the United States for all these countries. So uh, it's cool. And and I think it's gained so much momentum and and we're still kind of at the the bottom level uh, of just kind of this sport and how it's kind of progressed throughout the United States. So um, seeing a game like this helps tremendously, especially because most of those people are probably turning on the game with 80 minutes left and saying like, oh my gosh, like this is insane. Is this what this is always like? Um, and then them trying to understand, like my brother's text me and goes, uh, so now they're going to penalties, right? After 90 minutes, I said, no, they play extra time. And he goes, okay. So the first unit scores, I said, no, it's, you know, you play, yeah, it hasn't like an golden
0: goal for right. a long, right. long time.
1: I was like, no, 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 it's played. And then if they're tied at the end of that 30 minute extra time period, then they go to penalties. So it is, it's, it's tantalizing. It's crazy that they both score a goal in the extra time, uh, period. So, uh,
0: yeah, it was a little deflating when it was, uh, a three-two lead. I was like, man, I kind of want to go exercise. <laughs> yeah. I want to go penalties. You know, like, right. let's let's keep it going. Right. Um. But but something else I was just thinking of too is as I was watching the game and you see the three-two lead. Um. Di Maria is like crying. He's like so happy, right? Because Di Maria left that game with like a 2 0 lead. Yeah. And had played very well. <laughs> and then you get on the bench. And you're like. I can't control anything from here. Right. And then you, and then when it was two, two, he's like, "Oh my god!" Then Messi scores, and he's <laughs> like, "Oh thank God!" And then the yeah. penalty call again, and he looks nervous again. I was like, I can't imagine putting it all out on the field like that, then having to sit on the bench and watch my teammates yeah. surrender a lead, surrender another lead, and you're like, I just want to win this thing. <laughs> like, stop. Especially Di De- Maria has only like started, I think, two games.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, he's at the end of his career. So he's just playing mismatch. Kind of like Giroux, I guess. Like he's playing as many minutes as Olivier show. Um Jordan, another fun fact, one that I like, is that we had our first active MLS player win the World Cup in the history of the league. So
0: Yeah, he didn't he didn't play though, did he? No, he didn't, didn't <laughs> tell on that,
1: Jordan. We're trying to entice people to watch this He didn't play because he was sick. He had like a stomach bug. I don't know. Um, I'm just making this up at this point. But it's still cool. Like, we're finally, like, we finally got players that are in and around that team. I think, isn't, uh, DeRussi, isn't he Argentinian? But he didn't play for the national team, I know. But is Jerusi, I want to say he is Argentinian. Cause I think they said he had a shot. Maybe he's, Uruguay uh, or he by. is,
0: yes, Argentine.
1: Yeah. Okay. He could have been on the roster, I think.
0: I don't think so. I, no, no.
1: How dare you? I don't think How so. How dare you, Jordan. Um he's better than Tiago Almada, so I don't know. But anyway, uh I, I think the league is growing tremendously. I think there's some there's some steam in behind Messi to MLS at some point in his lifetime. I don't know if that's gonna be this year, if that whole thing was actually true. It didn't sound like it was, but then again, I, I'm not sure that the PSG owner is gonna come out and go, Yeah, he's moving. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, right. <laughs> but again we'll see. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm assuming one of them end up over here at some point in their lifetime, whether it's he, whether it's Ronaldo, whether it's Mbappe, uh, it, it, it'll take time obviously with Mbappe just because I don't see that ever happening if he's in his prime, but, um, this is great. This is great for the U S this is great for us men's national team. Um, anytime that the world cup is on and we've been in it and it ends like this, uh, it's good for the sport in all those countries because it grows Mm -hmm. the sport exponentially with all the youth players. So I'm all for it. I'm glad that it ended like this.
0: Yeah, this was um, something that, you know, should help. And hopefully if you are interested, if you're watching, if you're listening and you haven't checked out your local team, whether it be MLS, USL, whatever, if you're not from America and you're listening to us, supporting your local team not just the big clubs is uh you know a huge deal of growing the sport worldwide even though you know it's already the top sport in the world but here you know in the us we're always trying to grow the sport even more and there's the lift of the trophy and the fireworks going off behind them um something i wasn't sure i'd ever see uh messy lifting the world cup trophy especially when it went to 2-2 i was like oh dang this might be a, this might be a france a france thing here but they are champions 1978 1986 and 2022 is how those uh world cups played out but yeah so uh there there you have it for that the third place game croatia won that that was a that was a pretty good game. Um, that second goal from Croatia, the way it just kind of like kissed off the bar, uh, you know, off the post and into the Into the back of the net was a thing of beauty. But all of that action happened in the first half. I had to leave at halftime to pick up something at Target with my mom and then came back and I was like, oh, it's still 2-1. Like, I can watch the rest of this game, but uh, not much else that happened in the third place game. This game was legendary. This is the graphic we made last time. The winner of that is Mbappe. He scored three goals this game to put him at eight. Messi scored two to put him at seven. Giroud got yanked off in the 40th minute, and Alvarez did not score either. So uh, pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, And Anything else about the World Cup final, Logan? Or about the World Cup as a whole? Anything that you wanted to speak your mind on here?
1: I mean, we've been harping about it. Best World Cup that... uh... I think, that we've seen um, in our time, which is really exciting. I think there's a lot to look forward to with the United States. There's a lot to look forward to with the increase in size of the World Cup. I hope, Jordan, and you and I were talking about this because they're still back and forth between the three teams per group or four teams per group. I hope they leave it alone and put it at four because this tournament – Although it would be longer, I still think I'd be a huge fan of it. It's it would be in the summer months too. It's these teams aren't playing, and I do know that that would be an extension of, you know, it'd be kind of grueling on the body some, but it wouldn't be too much. I don't think. I think it'd be a couple more games, um, which I think they're okay with as long as they spread them out. Um, But make this tournament longer, like I, you know, I, I think that's the thing we're always sitting here at the end of the four weeks when we watch the world cup or three and a half weeks, whatever it might be. And we're like, man, that went by too fast. You know, imagine it four and a half, five weeks, uh, you got a month and a couple of uh, days. And I think that you've got a huge, huge um, following just because of how massive this tournament could be. And it's going to get a bigger following, I think in the summer normally than it would in the winter, I would kind of have to compare the two because I haven't seen those numbers. Um, Yeah.
0: Well, the issue being right. That again, again, they had to cut away for the NFL games instead of the trophy presentation because of contracts. Yeah. Um, Which I understand people being frustrated with that, but this is why Fox didn't want the world cup move to the winter Mm. because they have these NFL conflicts with their schedule. Yeah. So that was something that was that they were aware of and why they didn't want it moved to the winter is because they knew they would have to cut away from stuff for, uh, for football, you know, the football contract has come first because NFL is very strict about that kind of stuff. You have to play these games over the air while they couldn't move the NFL to FS one because that breaches the contract. So I understand why people are frustrated with it. I hate that I had to change it too, but, Again, that's part of the issue of it being in the winter, um, which in the in the summer it won't happen. Yes, the greatest World Cup game, Messi is the GOAT, but Mbappe is a freak of nature. He's the future. Thank you uh, for commenting that. I would probably agree that Messi is the greatest of all time right now. It's hard to gauge that stuff, right? Because the game changes yeah. uh, at such a level. But if Mbappe goes out there and scores another five goals and is the top of, you know, like – World Cup goal scoring and helps Argent, uh, helps France get another World Cup or another second-place finish, I think he'd be up there for sure for one of the best of all time at such a young age. The thing that Mbappe needs to do, like you said, is go to – the reason why I feel like he doesn't have the star power is because he does play at PSG. He right. is a star, but here in the U.S., he's a little bit more under the radar because the only way to watch – PSG is by having B in sport, right?
1: Nobody has that,
0: and and, and cable companies are dropping <laughs> right. B in sport like crazy. Yeah, what the, what he needs to do if he wants to like really elevate is you go to the EPL or you go to La Liga. La Liga is now on ESPN. Um, that's probably an ABC, and then mm-hmm. you have NBC having the EPL, and I think his his name would grow even more over here but i think this world cup definitely helped him even more i mean he 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 became a star like i knew who he was of course before the 2018 world cup he was really getting onto the scene at that point where he was um where was he at monaco no marseille where was he i'm blanking Monaco, right i think he was on monaco i don't remember marseille being yeah, Monaco. Yeah. yeah, he was on Monaco from 2015 to 2018. He went on loan to PSG in 2017. So, of course, like in France and like Europe specifically, he was a huge star because they're able to watch those games easier probably than, than we are with with the, uh, <laughs> um, with the BN Sport over here. And then... He had a good World Cup in 2018. I think regular casual American fans probably started noticing who he was a bit. I think this World Cup helps him even more. You know, like, I feel like what casuals here know Messi, Ronaldo, Pele. Neymar. Neymar. That's probably about it.
1: And they know Neymar not they know Neymar because of his Barcelona days. They don't know Neymar. Like if you ask people where Neymar is, they only know because he he went from Barça to PSG. I'm pretty sure if you asked half the people where Mbappe plays and like how long he's been with PSG and who PSG is, they'd be like, uh, I don't know. Um, if you ask them where so, they play,
0: they say France. <laughs> yeah.
1: <they'd> like <laughs> somewhere over there. I have no idea where he plays. Um, but I, I think the the rumors to Madrid Um, I think they have a lot of legs. I think that's ultimately... Oh my God, if he
0: goes to Real Madrid, he is a huge star at that point. That's one of the biggest clubs I think that's where he ends up, honestly. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I, 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 again, uh, and I don't know what it is. I think it's because of how physical the league is, how traditional the league is, how long it's been around and how stars don't really do as well uh, with England sometimes. I mean, if you're looking at the best players in the world, they hardly are ever in England. So I think it's the physicality... Um, the more like of a, of a team sport it seems to be. And then I guess because it's so star heavy that it's really hard to notice the superstar. Um, so uh, in La Liga he would be heads above everybody else, like massively ahead of everybody else. So uh, at least if he went there, if he goes to, you know, if he goes to EPL, he's going to compete with guys um, that are are just so good at the craft in which they do. Um, Because you've got BVD, you've got KDB, you've got Holland, you've got guys in that league that are just massive players. Um, Christian Pulisic. I mean, you can't compete with, no, I'm kidding. Um, but it, it does seem that if he goes the EPl I think his shadow the shadow of the other players in that league take away from the spotlight which he could have so um I'm thinking La liga I don't think there's anywhere else that he could end up that that he would be that massively successful and well known so um, i th- I think they're
0: sense. more willing I think they're more willing to spend that much on one player they are two, yeah like then.
1: Barcelona's willing to go into so much debt
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I I think – yeah, I think he slots in Madrid, I think, a lot easier. He is one of those – you know, Madrid always tries to buy those Galacticos. He would be one of those Galacticos signings. I can't see him like – the teams that can afford him in Mm -hmm. England would be what? Man City, Man U. Liverpool, Chelsea. No, Liverpool cannot afford this. I don't even think Chelsea can. I think Liverpool could if they sold
1: people. I think Liverpool could. Like I think – they have, they what he should do. have
0: done he should have left as a free agent he'd have all the options right. in the world at right. this point but as a sporting director can he void his own contract and then <laughs> become a free agent
1: like I, that's what i don't think know. He can people think he can like people <laughs> literally think that he can do that like he could just go yeah i'm not playing here anymore um but again contracts don't mean crap in soccer um yeah it just yeah, seems like tough. if they've got enough money if somebody's got enough money um I always just think it's shocking when Barcelona come up with the funds. I'm like, they can't even pay their players. Like how the hell do they pay him? Like how, who's paying that bill? Like, I, I just don't get it. But
0: um, all right. I if, don't think he, Barcelona. Here's a good but. question. If I was to ask you, if I give you how many games he's played for PSG, can you tell he's me how many goals a he lot. scored? Uh. So if I say he played 129 games, how many goals has he scored? 60. 118. <laughs> no, if way. I tell you, if I tell you he's played 66 games for France, how many goals has he scored? How many games? 66. Oh, God, since 2017, uh, 70 something. <laughs> no, he would be past Giroud at that point. He's got 36. Oh, that's right, for France. But really, at, yeah. at this point, he'll probably pass Giroud, who I think has like what 50 something, 40 something. He, I'm not uh, sure how updated this is too. This could be yeah. off with this game. I'm not sure. Uh sometimes they update the, sometimes they update this stuff pretty quick and sometimes they they don't uh Drew's got fifty three. All right. So yeah. I mean he's like less than twenty goals away from breaking that record already. Yeah. Is uh Mbappe. At the age of what, twenty four? Yeah, I think so.
1: Here's the other thing too is like, uh, people don't know Mbappe. Like, think about it, Jordan. Like, how many people do you know that watch Lego Moon? <laughs> I don't know anybody that like actively watches Lego. Like, uh, I, I, I Jesus
0: Christ, he's twenty three. He turns, turns twenty four in two days, December twentieth.
1: That's insane. He's insane. He's uh. Like, I I, I want him to end up in the EPL, but I. I... I just don't think he's going to because it'd be fun to watch him go against the, I don't know. Like I just don't like watching people in the French league just because it's so crap when you get beyond yeah. like three teams, <laughs> it's like, what am I watching? Um, yeah, I, I just I, don't think he would do very well. Uh, like as well as you think he would in the EPL, just because of how well they play him. So like, I, I think, if You're a star, what it's La Liga, and that's it. Like, that's where you maybe Syria, but
0: like, no, yeah, I it's not going to like, can barely afford any players yeah, at this well, point. That's a problem for them. They
1: in France, like, they they just take a backseat. He should
0: go play in uh, Saudi, that's where Ronaldo's going. Can he? So. Can uh, how about look? I'm, I'm gonna pitch this, we'll see how it goes. How about he comes here plays for Philadelphia union helps us lift a few trophies and then he can go wherever he right. wants. <laughs> if you
1: Mbappe, if you can come here and take DC United or Cincy <laughs> yeah. to the top, you can
0: play for Wayne you can Rooney.
1: If you can build a stadium for NYCFC with your own bare hands, you would be a God amongst uh, men. So the house uh,
0: Mbappe built. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Because imagine he's like, no, I'd rather go USL. Okay, He'd be I'd the rather... king of
0: queens. Right. Yeah, you could play. You could do a whole thing of about right. him playing in New York or LA. Yeah.
1: You, Mbappe's like, I want to go to San Diego, take them from second <laughs> tier to the MLS. Like,
0: Actually, that's not how it works, Mbappe. <laughs> You're not able to do <laughs> They don't tell him. They don't <laughs> tell him. You just come here. So, uh, yeah, we bro. got Pro Rally. Yeah, you come over here and yeah. Right. No, I wonder how much it would cost to even get him – out of PSG, his salary rate. would. This got to be. This has got to
1: be insane. I mean, I imagine that. I wonder if he's still on that deal, kind of like Holland was. I think Holland was on like a smaller deal just because he hadn't really signed a new one. Because the city got him for cheap, and uh, Mbappe. I don't know how that works out. Like I don't know if because he signed a new contract and he's like their sporting director and he's everything else. I wonder how expensive he would be. Because I've I've not heard anything astronomical like what you would hear like thrown around with some of these other players. So I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it'd be a massive number because of how young he is on that contract.
0: I totally forgot that France won the nation's league as well. So they've won the world cup, the nation's league and runners up of this uh, world cup. So they've had a good little run.
1: So when the U S take them down in 2026 in the final, <laughs> it's going to look really impressive.
0: 7 0, too. That'll be really right. Nuts. Yeah, it will be. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mbappe would have to not be at the game.
0: He still wins the Golden Boot and still looks like, <laughs> right. upset walking 12 goals. Yeah. Just
1: doesn't score against the US. <laughs> Walker Zimmerman flattens him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That That's some dreaming of the future there. Uh, I wanted to say, though, that the Club World Cup did get approved. Yeah. So 2025 as a 32 team tournament. So we'll have the one in 2023. That'll be seven teams and then 2025. So there will be no 2024 2025 is going to have 32 teams, I believe. And um, yeah, this was just a few days ago. And uh, I guess we'll see. I, he says it's replacing the Confederations Cup, which used to be the tournament that would be played uh, in the host country before the World Cup. So I don't know if that means we'll be hosting this thing. That could be fun. That could be a lot of fun if we're hosting 2025 Club World Cup.
1: I mean, they're always trying to do those U.S. tour things where they're bringing the biggest clubs. Like, I, I, I do know for a fact that Champions League has even considered, like, maybe, hey, maybe we do a U.S. one. And it'd be like, what? Why? Like, you're, you're Europe. Like, why are you trying to play in the U.S.? I'm telling you, the, the minute they start flirting with that is the minute that we start to really take off. Because it's, it, it is. It's It's like they they know the money that's wrapped up in the U.S. They know if they send over the top talent as like, could you imagine, Jordan, if they played a club World Cup final here or, a, uh, Euro- or a, even Europa's League or if it was UEFA? Like, if they played a final in New York City for some reason, how massive that would be. It'd be like, uh, Europe would hate
0: it. Yeah, I hope they never do that stuff. Like, I'm fine if you want to give, like, the Club World Cup to us in 2025 as a dry run for 2026, and we get to watch, like, however they're going to pull these teams. I don't don't know how they're going to do this. I I really loved the idea of having, you know, like, a Club World Cup with the winner of each Champions League. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. But the thing is, there's only like six continents because Antarctica right. doesn't have a league. You know, so you have to end up with only six teams, but then they usually add in a seventh team for like the host. And then you end up in the host gets obliterated. The format was always weird. It was like if you won the Champions League, you got automatically to the semi or something. Like it, if they're going to do a 32 team style, eight groups of four. World Cup with all the club teams. I really wonder how they'll break it down. Um, like, are we getting three EPL teams and like say, three – I going to say, could you imagine that? Top uh, three the teams, of teams And like, what, two MLS clubs or one MLS club? Can you imagine
1: yeah, Sounders yeah. showing up. They got to go play like Arsenal, City, and <laughs> United or
0: Liverpool. And the thing is, too, would those teams take it seriously? No, there no well, way. if it's played in the summer, maybe. maybe. Um, if we'll there's a big,
1: if there was a big pot, yes, and I think they could do that's it in the, US. the thing.
0: FIFA, but the thing is, FIFA is not as rich as UEFA, so they have to make it. And this is why FIFA's doing this is to try to become. They want their own Champions League type thing yeah, to like a uh, super cup make themselves some money what i like about this too is that i think this would be every four years or so so it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Colliding every year the way with, it yeah. is and uh every year the way it is with the club world cup is not as special
1: and it could give fifa like their answer to trying to do two years world cup
0: oh like, I mean? so i guess if you do it every four years do you just take the champions league winners of the last four years or do you still just try to get the biggest clubs like that's the no, question that,
1: yeah but then do but you, then get,
0: you an EPL, EPL champion of the last three years plus a UEFA champion or, you know, I don't know. You have to figure out. The how dangerous. To to
1: I think the real dangerous part of that would be for Europe because it's, it's flirting with that idea of the super league again. Like I, I think you would have, but if
0: it's every four years, it's a little different. Yeah.
1: But I still think you would have those teams in Kahoot. they already are like all the American teams that the, the American owners that own the premier yeah. league teams. They're already, they're constant. Like they, they still have that under like, If they ever think they can pull it off, they'll do it again. Um, But I think just in this time frame, I just didn't didn't think that that was – and you saw how um, unpopular it was. But I think as generations go on, I think it is starting to become more enticing. Kids like to watch Champions League more than they like to watch, you know, Prem, just because the Prem's more of a marathon and the other one's more sprint. So. The, the attention span and the ability to like want to watch all these players. And I think we see that here in the United States more than any other team sport in any other country is how bandwagony it gets over here in the United States, because there's just so many teams. There's so many sports. There's so many good players that just move around constantly now, where I still feel like soccer is not really like that. And England really does not like that. So the, I think that's what's good. Is it's so deep seated in, in tradition that I don't think England will ever get that way, and I think there's just going to be a huge problem for the Premier League teams to try that. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but it, I, I just think with the like a Club World Cup, like you're saying, you're giving those countries and those teams an opportunity to flirt with the idea of having one of those super leagues.
0: I just hope if they if they if they do it, people care about it and. That they actually play their stars or else it's pointless. Um, yeah,
1: because then they come over here on the U.S. tour, they never do. Like, if, and if they do, it's like thirty minutes or forty-five. So,
0: yeah. So the, the pot's got to be pretty big, right? Yeah.
1: Do you think that they would ever come up with like a mid-season tournament for Premier League or one of the other leagues to come over here? I no. hope not. I mean, I don't I, I, want I, them taking away FA Cup or or, M- or right, uh, right, Carabao, because those are cool.
0: Anything that takes away a home game for the fans, I'm against. So, you know. Unless it
1: was the big clubs, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, let the big clubs come over here and play each other.
0: No. No? I don't like that. Because the the, the fans are the ones that make the clubs what they are, right? So, imagine it this way. I don't like the NFL London games because. Takes away money. It takes away home games. From the fans that pay the same amount of money each year or more each year for season tickets, but you know, they lose a game that like that, that stuff yeah. kind of sucks. Baseball is a little easier because you have 81 of them, you know, when you have what the EPL is like what 17, 16, seven, something like that, like um, home games,
1: 17 because they played 34, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, that's tough. that's tough to lose.
1: Yeah, I could see that then yeah I just know I just know with the the close relation that it seems that they have with the NFL I think the Premier League is kind of that same idea because there's so many NFL owners that own Premier League teams now like I still think that there's I think there's a good possibility it happens whether you liked it or not.
0: Um, I think the other thing that we'd have, they'd have to worry about is players revolting. if they keep adding stuff that'll be that's true That'll be a problem. That is true. At least with the Club World Cup, it would be in the summer like a normal World Cup would be or international tournament would be. But if you're going to put it like how the Club World Cup is usually in January, then it's tough, right? Right. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure we'll get more news on that and we'll cover whatever news we get from that. But uh, the, the last Club World Cup of the seven teams, I think, unless if they do one in 2024, which I don't think they are, is going to be... February first through the eleventh, the Sounders are in it from winning the Champions League, uh, so we'll be we'll be covering that as we get into February. But other than that, I think that's that's most of it. I think we talked about everything I wrote down here. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. It's a you know, twenty twenty six should be a lot of fun. Three and a half years, and we'll be right back. We'll be right back <laughs> covering this sport. We'll be a little older, a little grayer, a little less hair. But we'll still be Whoa. here covering me too, man. It's oh, okay. yeah. um <laughs> but yeah, it'll uh it'll be fun. I can't wait to see how it all uh how it all shakes out as we build up to 2026. Hopefully, USA and some of those Co- uh CONCACAF teams get into Copa America. Hopefully we have a lot of fun international soccer building up to it, but Soccer doesn't stop there. Our show doesn't stop there. We'll be covering the 2023 MLS season. We'll be covering the U.S. friendlies in January. Anything that happens with the national team. uh, We're probably going to be putting out some more content about that soon. Um, But, yeah, lots of soccer all the time. We got the Women's World Cup next summer that we'll be covering as well. Lots of good stuff. This is only the beginning. And it's the first World Cup we covered fully here on the Stateside Soccer Show. So if anybody has uh, listened or you know commented, we want to thank everyone who took the time. You can follow us on all of our socials at StatesideShow or email us show at gmail.com. I'm Jordan Wegan. He's Logan Stump. Thank you all for watching, and we'll catch you all next time. Marl throwing his body in. It's going to fall for Ibrahimovic. Oh, come on! Come on! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show. As we recap the U.S. Men's National Team, Americans Abroad, MLS, USL, this is Stateside Soccer Show presented by Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Have a good one.